Daniel was a great man of God. But even though he served God and believed in God, when the children of Judah were taken into Babylon, God allowed Daniel to also be taken into the captivity. Daniel was without blemish, and the king, Nebuchadnezzar, had chosen certain captives who were without blemish and were wise and had skills to be kept for three years and fed with the king's meat and fed with the king's wine and made fat and made presentable before the king's court. So for three years, Daniel was in this situation, although he worked out an arrangement with the keeper of these men that he would not have to drink the wine nor defile himself with the king's meat. Daniel was fairer than all the other people in captivity. And there were three other Israelites that Daniel also asked the king to put in charge of provinces, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Daniel rose to favor with the king, with Nebuchadnezzar, because of the interpretation of dreams. God had given Daniel the gift of interpretation, and the king was given a dream which greatly troubled him. And Daniel was brought before the king, and he interpreted this dream because God had given him wisdom of the interpretation. And this put Daniel in a position of favor with the king. There is a proverb which says a man's gift will give him favor and bring him before great men. And that's exactly what happened in the case of Daniel. This was God's way of causing Daniel to rise to a position of ruling the kingdom of Babylon. So Daniel lived through the life of Nebuchadnezzar. Then he died, and his son became king, and Daniel interpreted a dream for his son and was put in favor with his son. He died, and Darius took over the kingdom. And this is where we pick up the story of Daniel. Daniel was in great favor with Darius, for God had made him to be in favor. This was going to be a long captivity, 70 years. So it went through the lives of various kings and rulers. Daniel was very much in favor with the ruler Darius. In Daniel chapter 6, we pick up this story. And it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom of Babylon. And over these, he put three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because 
An excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him up over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault, for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in Daniel. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Verse 6, Then these three presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, the counselors, and the captains, have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. So this is the way they hoped to destroy Daniel, to get Darius to sign a decree that no man could make a request of any god or other man for 30 days from the signing of this decree. And the counselor said to Darius, Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Once Darius the king signed the decree, it could not be changed. Wherefore king Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being open in his chamber, toward Jerusalem he kneeled upon his knees three times a day, and prayed, and gave thanks before his God, as he had done before times. Even after the decree was signed, Daniel made no attempt to follow this decree. He continued praying to God just as he had done before the decree was signed. Not only that, Daniel made no attempt to hide the fact he was praying. He left the windows open at his chamber, and he didn't try to hide the fact he was praying to his God. Daniel chapter 6 verse 11. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. 
cannot be changed. Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petitions three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself. He was sorry he had signed this decree because he greatly held Daniel in favor. And it says he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver Daniel. But there was no way to change the decree which the king had signed. Then these men assembled unto the king and said unto the king, Know, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians is that no decree nor statute which the king establisheth may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. And the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. Verse 17, And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet, and with the signet of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Verse 18, Then the king went to his palace, and passed the night fasting, neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said, to Daniel. O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel, and hath shut the lions' mouths, that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him, innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceedingly glad for Daniel, and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the lion's den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. Verse 24, And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions, them their children and their wives and the lions, had mastery over them, and break all their bones in pieces, or ever they came at the bottom of the den. 
Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth. Peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He, the God of Daniel, delivereth and rescueth. He worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of King Darius and also in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Seventy years is a long captivity, but through this entire time, God prospered Daniel, much as he prospered Joseph, as we read in Genesis. I believe it starts at 39. Joseph was in slavery in Egypt, and God caused Joseph to prosper. Every time they did something to Joseph, God raised him up and caused him to prosper. And God does exactly the same thing for us today, for those of us who believe in him and put our trust in him. And we put our trust in him every time we turn to God with a problem and discuss it with God. If you turn to your neighbor, you're putting your trust in your neighbor. If you turn to your mate, you're putting your trust in your mate. If you turn to your boss at work, you're putting your trust in your boss at work. We put our trust in God. First, praying to God. Then he might have us share it, the problem with someone else. But first, we turn to God putting our trust in God, and he delivers us one way or another. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.